0: scripture has already been read for your hearing. Uh, Let us pray. Now, O God, may the words of my mouth, but the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are a strength in our holy redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As the Holy Spirit will guide on this morning, I want to share from the thought, go through to get to go through to get to. For those of you who may not know or have forgotten, it is a practice in our home and our marriage that uh, my wife and I spend the early morning hour, just the two of us, in that time that we spend, we talk about a whole lot of things. We talk about our marriage, of course. We, we talk about you guys. Uh, we talk about politics. We talk about our dreams. And every now and again, somebody will say something that will provoke your spiritual consciousness to awaken. And we were sitting there one morning talking about our world and maybe talking about some of you unknowingly. And Mrs. West looks at me and she says, the problem is people want to go to it but they don't want to go through it. Another writer said that we have a generation of people who live in a world of entitlement. As if everything should be handed over to you and you get mad at God in struggle. and struggle. And I and I began to to to, to ponder that and when she said it, I begin to think that too many people don't want to be human, you want to be like water, and flow where you can find the least resistance. I begin to think about people who embrace that kind of thought, want to go to it, but don't want to go through it. They want to grow up and be like Mike, but they don't want to labor like Mike. Old folks used to say they want to be the boss, but they don't want to pay the cost. Uh, religious folks said you, you want the crown, but you don't want to carry the cross. Uh, history said that where there is no struggle, there is no progress. James said uh, "Count it joy when you come under trial. It, it builds patience. Dr. King said it this way, if you can't find something worth dying for, you ain't fit living. The Lord said it this way, if you're going to take part in my glory, you're going to have to taste some of my suffering. And and, and so, yet we want to cascade and bypass the very things that God uses to make us good Christians. And and, and David seems to to know something about this plight. David, the the, the psalmist uh, comes to us and, and, and David says, but I know that in order to get to what God has for you, that you're going to have to go through something to get there. So in the middle of the psalm, he, he, uh, he unveils his hands and he says, Yea, though I, that means I've been through it, walk. And, and, and in that, he, he's not only testifying uh, his own story, but in it he gives images and pictures why so many people want to go to it and not go through it. And he says, Yea, though I walk. Because when you have to go through something, it's the pace that calls you not to want to go. He, he, he said, he didn't say, though I run through it. That that when you're going through something, I don't care how long the duration, when you got to experience the struggle, it feels like a walk. <laughs> People don't want to walk through the struggle. Come on in here. I ain't going to keep y'all long. Uh, and and and, and I thought about this. My daughter asked for it. I'm going to give it to her. Uh, when we first went to Florida, we, we stayed. My, my wife spent a boatload of money on that first trip. And I, the reason why I said a boatload, I never saw the bill until I went the next time. But, but spent a boatload. And, and Alex was so happy in, in, in Wonderland that it was time to go home. And Alex started crying. Now we have been there almost. We've been there over seven days, and Alex don't want to go home because of Wonderland. It's just fun, fun, fun. We got this true story. We got to the ballpark, and it started to rain, and I mean, it was one of those Florida trenches hail. And there we stood in the midst of the rain. And the little girl who cried to stay now cries to go home. Because she was enjoying it as long as the sun was shining. But now that the rain begins to fall, it wasn't so. Now she wants to run and escape because when you're going through something, it feels like a thunderstorm, but you can't run from it. That God's mandate still requires you and I to have to wait on him sometime. Let me help you. That's why 30-minute deliveries can get caught up in traffic because you can't hurry, God. That's why why instant credit can't always be instant credit because the system will break down. That's why blood tests don't always come through in 48 hours because God has a way that while you're trying to rush through it, he's trying to teach you something. And he says, you're going to walk through this one. You can't run. And People say, I don't want to go through the walking pace. I don't like the pace of struggle. But there is not no one in this world that has, can tell you that they had success and didn't have to feel the walk of a struggle. I'm going to preach better than you going to respond. He said, He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said they don't want to go through it because they don't like the place they got to go through. The valley of the shadows of death. I won't go through that. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the author, David is the king. Is, David is God's man. David is credited for chasing after God's own heart. Yet, David found his valley and he had to go through his valley. Some of us forget David's Valley, and I ain't talking about Bathsheba. I want to be real with you a little closer than all of us. That David wasn't always in the king's palace. David, David began his career in the fields. Let me help you. Y'all ain't always dressed this good. You ain't always look like this. You ain't always had cushion in the pew, just in case you forgot. He, he, said, he, says, he said, my work started in a field. I was a shepherd boy, ain't make a whole lot of money. I was no good apparently to my family. Nobody seemed to want me. A shepherd boy lived uh, isolated from society, that sometimes he had to sleep with the very sheep that he cared for. He was so isolated that his father forgot he was a part of the family, that the prophet had to ask him, do you have another son? That he, he, he didn't earn nothing but minimum wage and all he did was sit and watch his daddy's sheep while, he, and, and while they sit up in the big house and eat. Nobody seemed to pay attention to David. Nobody seemed to notice David. Yet, David said uh, David was in a valley because nobody aspired to be a shepherd boy back in the Bible days. You weren't going to make no career seemingly as a shepherd boy. Yet, David was a shepherd boy, but you didn't know that David had a low paying job. You may not have known that David was in his valley because the problem with that is that David never complained about caring for his sheep. That David said, I may not be much to some of you, but David treated them sheep. As if he was already the head of the nation. Let me give you something here right now. Maybe sometimes you can't get up from where you are because if you can't handle the valley that you're in, the Lord said you'll never be able to deal with the mountain that He's going to carry you through. So instead of complaining about where you are, you ever sit back the thought to thank God that you still are where you are? You ever been? there, You ever pause for a minute to thank God? I may not have two nickels to rub together, but I'm thankful for the one that I got that I can flip heads or tails. Sometimes you got to be able to look at what you have and start being grateful for what God has already given you before you start complaining about what you don't have. Because this I know, when you're grateful for a few things, he'll rise you up and make you mighty over many. But just in case you got too cute and I ain't, and you to miss this, uh, that whenever you start in life, you're going to have to go through the valley. If you're looking for a job, it's entry-level And in there, you'll find a ladder to climb to higher levels. If you want to buy a house, it starts with rent, then it becomes mortgage. If you want to have a baby, you got to labor before they call your mama. Ain't nothing in this life. You ain't going to walk through a valley to get to it. Hey. Hey! He said, he said, people want to people go to it, but they don't want to go through it. They don't like the pace. They don't like the place. Ah, yay, yeah, though, know, I walk to the. I shall fear no evil. And they don't like the possibilities. Amen, amen. Watch what he said. He, he said, I will fear no evil. Because the, 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 the arsenal of the enemy who, is that he invokes fear because fear is a kryptonite that often paralyzes you that you don't want to move. That, that when, you, when you sit afraid of something, often forward progress will cease. And the reason why you are afraid and, and, and don't want to move because fear shows you the possibility of failure. And nobody wants to be living under the stigma and the, uh, 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 of, the, of the possibility and the embarrassment that I tried but I failed. Yet I tell leaders all the time that when you start walking by faith, that faith means that you're always uh, subjected to fear. Because faith means that you already know you are working against all odds. That's why you need a God to go with you. Because you know that when you take on the task that God has called you to go through to get to, you're not qualified to make it. You ain't smart enough. You ain't rich enough. You ain't cute enough. You ain't tall enough. You ain't strong. you ain't bright enough. You're not strong enough. And the reason why, because you have to know that the Lord with you is it's more than the world against you, you might not be able to do it by yourself, but the Lord will. You can't, he said, don't be afraid of the devil, call him a liar, step on him and make him a step and go on up corporate ladder. Trying to get somewhere he said, he said, he said, they don't want to go through it. <laughs> oh. Pace, the place, the possibility. It's the provision. Now, I, you know, I'm old. I'm going to show you how old I am. You can fool me. Because television can do some stuff that I don't know if it's live or if it's Memorex. They, and, and they're good like that. We, we went, when we went to the Jazz Fest, um, when the artists came on and they put a drummer, whole band, only to discover after a while the band wasn't playing. But they fooled me. And the only reason why I figured it out because the, the, the cymbal sounded and wasn't nobody hitting them. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm going to tell y'all this story, but it could be a fool, but they fooled me, but it looked good. On Instagram, they had this story. Now, the reason why I say it may not be true because I'm trying to figure out how the cameraman got this. There's a cub, and there's a tiger. I don't know if the tiger or a leopard, he don't have no hair, but he looked like a cat. He's going to chase the cub, right? So, and I believe it's real because I see blood. So when the cu- tiger sees the cub, He goes in because he's thinking, food. The cub takes off running. The cub climbs up on a branch. The tiger or leopard, whatever it is, comes up on the branch. But the branch falls and the cub goes in the water. The cub gets in the water and he starts swimming or whatever he does, trying to get the land. Well, the tiger... Goes in, or leper, whatever he is, goes in pursuit of the cub. Well, when the cub gets on the rock of the water, now he's stuck, and now the leper has time to get him. And he walks up to the cub, and he gives the growl while the cub goes timid. Now I'm looking. This is all on film, live and living color. They get close. And the leopard swings at the cub. Now I see blood, and I'm thinking it's real. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the leopard that looks like he's getting ready to eat the cub backs away. And when the camera turns around, Mama Bear is standing up behind Baby Bear. y'all missed it that sometimes we don't know God is with us but I believe the Psalm says at the end grace and mercy goodness and mercy sometimes you may not know God is there but the Lord is fighting your battles he done brought you through dangers seen and unseen and so you can count on the Lord saying that he'll never leave you nor forsake you I'm done with y'all but let, let me give you this Now, now I'm going to tell you, I'm done. I'm going to tell you how to go through it to get to it. He says, the fifth verse. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Cup runeth over and anoints no upon me. So while you're going through it the way you go through it is you remember the promise what you're going to get to <laughs> I'm really done y'all got it now but 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 let me let me help you Mr. Uh, Butler, don't mind me telling y'all that we got we got a gentleman in church named Mr. Butler Mr. Butler is uh uh is uh, he's doing he's doing well but he's having a, a difficult time keeping his balance, let's leave that. But Mr. Butler, I saw Mr. Butler when I was, I knew, I knew of him when I was in my early 20s. I knew of him in passing because I used to work at the Census Bureau. And when I left the Census Bureau, I come down uh, Fisher Road and up Allentown. Well, there was this little short man, had on a pair of shorts and a shirt. And he would run almost faster than my car. He just seemed like he'd run up a hill. And, you know, I don't care what, how old you are. When you're 20 and they're 40, they just look old to you. You know I mean? like some, some of my people look at me and they say, my children call me old. And when we start doing stuff that looks young, they tell us act our age. Now, the one thing I do, I try to keep my age together. And and I do try to act my age. I, I really I work hard at it. But sometimes they try to make me look younger, and I get upset. They give me you know colored shoes and and plaid shirts. I don't need that. I need solid colors because I'm I'm 56 years old. And 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 and, and, and I don't need to, I don't need to learn the new dance. I, I don't need to do that. I got my own dance. And if you get a certain age, you, you ain't got. And I ain't got to get no line. I can dance by myself now. I got older now. See. I, I, and, I, and y'all must admit, y'all don't hear me trying to talk cool to you and all. You know, cool ain't even a cool word no more. I ain't got time for that. I'm 56 years old. Groovy ain't groovy no more. I understand that. They said some stuff. They said, oh, a lady that didn't look like us told my daughter, I, I, I picked up what you putting down. I said, whoa. Just so I ain't, no. I say, I understand what you said. See, I'm just old like that. But anyway. Mr. Butler, I went to visit him. Y'all thought I forgot my story, didn't you? Mr. Butler, I went to to visit him. And Mr. Butler was running. And so I I run too. I don't run like Mr. Butler, never did. Even when I ran, I ain't run like Mr. Butler. And so I said, hey, Mr. Butler, I got to ask you a question. I said, first of all, how far did you run? He said, seven or eight miles. I said, Lord have mercy, Mr. Butler. I said, well, Mr. Butler, this is the question I want to know. Did you like running? He said, couldn't stand it. I said, you know what, Mr. Butler? I don't like to run either. But today, I still run. And he don't run anymore, but I still run. But me and Mr. Butler got something in common. So I run two miles. I'm older now. I run, and I walk. Now, I'm telling you this because I'm going somewhere, and y'all ain't got nowhere to go right now. And, and And in my neighborhood, it's exactly two miles from my house to the corner. But in my neighborhood, there are two hills. Now, I walk, but every time I get a hill, I take off running. And then when I get to the two steep hills, I run them twice. Now, I hate it. But every time, and I run in noonday heat. I have on three sweatshirts. And this is how I run. My wife told me to take the hood off because I look like a criminal, but I usually have a hood on. But this is how I run. And I don't want to run far, but I run when the heat is at its highest peak. I run with a whole lot of clothes. I run with 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 two heel the heels, I run them twice. And here's the thing: every time I get to run, I can't stand it. And somebody asked me, Why do you run if you don't like it? I like to eat. Don't don't y'all miss it. And so when I don't feel like running I start thinking about coconut cake and sweet potato pie, fried chicken and fish. When I think about the reward that I'm going to get after I go through to get what I'm going to, I don't mind running. And if y'all think that's good, when I think about Jesus and as long as I run for Jesus, every now and again I may have to sacrifice. Every now and then I may have to struggle. Everyone once in a while I may get a setback, but when I think about uh, that I'm gonna see Jesus uh, at the end of the leg, uh, I just keep right on running because what I'm going to is worth more than what I go through. Hey. Now I get it. I said, why? With the Lord. Die my death, take my pain, take on my whipping, hang between two thieves. He said, because where I'm going is more than what I'm going through. Because though I die early Sunday morning, I will get up. Where I'm going to is better than what I'm leaving. And if you don't know who the Lord is, that's why you keep running to it and won't go through it. But when you know how good the Lord is, when you feel the blessings of the Lord on your life, there's nothing that you won't do that won't bring honor to your Lord and Savior. I have not seen, ear have not heard what the Lord, to help somebody. Don't you give up. I don't care what you're going through. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. It's worth the fight. Don't throw in the towel. Don't you surrender. The Lord will show up. The Lord will fight your battle. I don't care what comes against you. There is still power in prayer. Call on the name of Jesus. Put it in his hands. He got hands that can handle any of your problems. He got hands that can turn your situation around. He has the ability to turn your world upside down. Make your bad days your good days. Bring joy to your sorrow. feel a lily in the valley. He's the spirit, the, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's sharing the rose. He's all that you need and he's a lot more than that don't you give up go through it but when you get to it go on and praise it hey. i'm trying to let this thing go but when i think of his goodness and all that that is done for me when I think about where he brought me from, I can't help but every now and again say, thank you, Lord, for every trial. Thank you, God, for every test. Thank you, God, for every problem. Because if it had not been a problem, I wouldn't know I had a God. So just in case you missed it, when you finish going through, there's a table waiting for you. Oh, I forgot it, to tell you this. And guess what he's going to do with it? He's going to prepare all the people in front of the people who told you you wouldn't make it. That's how the Lord works. The Lord said, yeah, you, met, you talk about me now. But he's going to prepare that table right in front of all my naysayers. Those that said I wouldn't make it. Wait a minute. He's going to put that table in front of every person that said God ain't real. He said it in his word. He said, you ain't got to believe me. You ain't even got to accept me. I've given you that freedom to do that. Hold, oh, but the day will come. I'm going to lay down and put a table in front of you. And every knee shall bow. And every tongue can confess. But what he doesn't tell you when you get there, it's going to be too late. So you might as well start seeing God. Y'all ain't got it yet. He says, when I put you at the table and you are a spectator and not a participator, it's too t- it's too late now. He says, so I suggest you get yourself a fork and knife. Get yourself a chair while the table of grace and mercy is before you. Pull on up to the table and Feast on the salvation of the Lord. You're going to go through something if you don't get to what God has prepared for you and for me. I'm old school. For you older folk that forgot, it's the same author that said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. Go through it, and I promise you, in the name of Jesus, you'll get to it.